0: You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This is episode 719 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. This week, we're talking about how to get your young horse started with Jessica Gaston. And then we're really lucky to be able to talk to Catherine Bateson about the secret to riding her Grand Prix horse, For the trainer tip, we're answering questions about lunging.
1: This is Reese Koffler stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky.
0: And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to The Dressage Radio Show.
1: Hi, Phil. How are you?
0: Really a big struggle to get through that intro today. <laughs> I don't I don't know why. Some days it's harder than others. Uh,
1: I was laughing. I don't know if we still have the blooper reel, but the laughing I was doing to try to hold it together while Phil was trying to do the intro. And then we also had my dog, Winston, who's usually awesome to record with. He's right with me usually the whole time. We're recording a little bit early tonight because uh, we have Catherine Bateson and she's in, in England, and uh, which is so cool. She's in England with Carl Hester. And so we're a little bit right at like, it's 5, let's see, it's 5.16 and my dog is like 16 minutes past dinner time and he is so upset phil is can't get it together winston's got these eyes it's we're really we're really killing it today it's amazing
0: well i I mean the what i was really tripping over is switching to french which like catherine's (laughs) catherine's horse is called haute couture so i (laughs) i couldn't yeah, I don't know. It's uh,
1: well, there were. I'm the Paul but, comes but. on. You guys, you have no idea. We it just took five minutes to get through three sentences, but it was amazing. Uh, so, but how has your week been? Because you had some exciting news happen today.
0: Yeah, uh, very early this morning, the farm had a fall. We've been waiting for this fall for it seems like forever. A couple whatever. of weeks at least, oh, you know, and uh, we we didn't we didn't go to the show because the foal was coming, and you know it's a very stressful time, and yes, you know, and every day I show up at the farm, and you know, is it born yet, or you know, whatever. What I offered to to uh, you know get on get on the mom and try and squeeze the foal out, like, that that oh, kind of thing. Just yeah, she's getting desperate. She got yeah. kicked
1: in the face. I would not have uh, blamed her. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah! What a beauty, though. Oh, he's gorgeous, everybody. He's is he chestnut? I can't tell. He's chestnut.
0: He's chestnut. Liver
1: chestnut. Mm -hmm. Lots of chrome.
0: Beauty. Orange chestnut. Yeah. Uh, He's also for sale. So if anybody would like a Reese. Like yeah, <laughs> you <want to> <laughs> he's,
1: he's yeah canada- well no, i'm just staying canada and, yeah it. call me in three years when it's going but we're going to yeah. talk about that today we're actually we're talking about starting young horses so you know guys maybe i'll buy this fall he is a beauty uh you never know <laughs> we'll give him a few days to to get out the meeting yeah yeah,
0: yeah we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see you know how he moves or kind of takes a few weeks to determine what's the personality of the foal mm-hmm. and and all that stuff and um, i tell you it was breeding, but I don't I don't want to because I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> it's
1: okay. You guys he's
0: well bred. He's very well he's bred. He's
1: well bred. He's beautiful. Well, congratulations. It's so exciting. And uh, how's the week been training?
0: Uh train training's going along. It's 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 coming right. along. I mean, that's that's all. It's just you show up every day and you, you <laughs> do your best 100% and, better. And
2: yeah, and that's all you can better. do, you
0: know? Like
1: Yeah. No, it's true. Um actually yesterday it was cute um tony sandoval who comes on the show who's who's a, a regular now um he was cute he had some uh, interns that he wanted to bring out to to work with you know kind of watch me ride and kind of work with some of they they were there when i did my session on monday and they wanted to come and ride um, and watch me ride and train. So he was here yesterday and we worked the horse pretty hard. My horses were kind of tired today, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was good. We were specifically working on uh, the one-time changes and funny. My okay. horses are always not as good one direction as the other. And it maybe the direction of my hip so i do think it's coming from my hip. so it was really cool to have him kind of look at it and make some you know make some um body suggestions and we're gonna do some things um i'd like to say in, in like the gym like it sounds like i work out really tony makes me stretch which does help my hip. <laughs> <laughs> That's a workout that's okay yeah it's a workout right it's hard for me actually it's the hardest thing so um so that was really fun and helpful. Um, again, I'm, I'm blessed to have a great team that way. Um, but it was fun. Normally he doesn't, he, you know, he doesn't come out that often to see me ride. And that was good because it's something we're going to kind of look at and and make some adjustments in, in my own, my own, uh, workout slash stretching universe. So that was really good. So, uh, yeah, my horses have been great and, uh, we do have a little horse show next week, uh, next Wednesday. So I'll, um, you know, update everybody how that goes. So that's exciting. We hit the jackpot. Actually, I was so excited. We got those times today. And Isabel, who is my wonderful worker this summer, uh, she and I are like an hour and a half apart, which is perfect. because just enough yep. time to get her horse settled and get my horse out and ready to go. And so we're, and it's not, it's like a two o'clock. We were so excited. We're like, we hit the jackpot <laughs> with times, you know, sometimes I was like, We were doing like a first level and a third level and sometimes, and it's a haul in show. So it's fairly far. It's like an hour from my house. It's not so easy to run back and forth to this little show. Once we go, we go and we take a pack, a pack of lunch kind of thing. Um, and so I like opened the email and I was like, oh please, the dressage <laughs> gods. <laughs> so we got great times. So uh, it was like the it was literally if I could have written it, I did I didn't call anybody or anything. It just just happened and I was so excited. So I already feel like we hit the jackpot for that show. So it'll be fun. So we got kind of getting ready for the horse show and and uh Scott Hassler, my coach, is coming in next week uh for some training. So uh we got a lot of fun stuff on the horizon. So uh, we'll update you for sure. And uh, I think this is going to be a great show. We've recorded the interviews already, and I think you guys are going to really love them. <laughs> so, Phil, <laughs> happy anniversary. Because as every long-term couple will forget an anniversary, and we had to scratch this in because we forgot. Happy 11th anniversary, Philip.
0: Happy anniversary. I almost said Meredith, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> I
1: yeah, <laughs> I'm your work wife. It's fine. Yes, 11 years, Phil. Here we are. And seriously, everybody, we actually forgot and, and we close out the show and I was like, oh my gosh, it's our, it's our anniversary show. This is terrible. So we thought it would be funny to scratch it in because every long-term couple will forget one every once in a while. I mentioned it at the beginning of the month that it was my anniversary, but this is actually 11 years ago, which is just insane. When we started the show, you came on, and uh, if anybody wants some laughs, go back and listen. But Eleven years ago, to our first show, it was terrible, um, <laughs> but <laughs> it is always funny to remember those first few shows, and 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 now kind of remember all the cool things that we get to do and, yeah, it's and what a community. We, it's not
0: we have. that we've uh, improved significantly. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know how better. to say that, but uh, we're not like <laughs> podcasting experts but we're definitely more we are. doing it. And yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. <laughs> After, I, we don't, I can't remember, but it, we're, we're over 500 episodes at least uh, together. And uh, gosh, it's been quite a journey. And, and here we are, still continuing. And, you know, it's so fun is I think, you know, everyone's like, don't you run out of things to talk about? I'm like, oh no, we run no. into more
3: things to talk about.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we would never run out of things to talk about. It's just like, yeah, I mean, you, you never... You never stop improving your writing and
1: and, and so learning just,
0: and learning. yeah, that's great. So yeah, that, and I that, think that keeps us going yeah.
1: and one of the fun things about the podcast is it it does open your mind and eyes to all aspects of the industry. Right. I mean, we really try to have judges and stewards and grooms and I mean, we really try to show that part of the, the industry as well, not just training, but there's so much that goes into to what we do every day. And, uh, you know, how crazy we are that we, we love this sport in which perfection is not obtainable and you can always be better, but man, it's such a fun ride to be here with you guys. And that's what keeps us going. Uh, and I, I, I was only supposed to be here for three months. So here we are 11 years later. Um, and thank you for listening. And we just are thrilled um, to have you. And uh, I'm lucky to have a work husband like Philip. He's awesome. Thanks, Phil. High five.
2: <laughs> High five. <laughs>
1: Uh, but no, thank you guys very much. And we hope you enjoy the show and all the shows that we produced and and ones we have coming in the future. Um, and we'll we'll keep it going. I can't tell you it's for another 11 years, but stay tuned. And uh, thank you for all the places that, you, that we get to go and people we get to talk to. So uh, we will get into this show and we're going to have a commercial break from our sponsor who's been with us from the beginning, Kentucky Performance Products.
3: Vitamin E is a powerful antioxidant that supports healthy muscle and nerve function by limiting cellular damage. Green grass is the best source of vitamin E for horses, but most horses don't spend enough time grazing to meet their needs. Hay grain and winter pasture provide little to no natural vitamin E. To ensure your horse's vitamin E requirements are met, choose Elevate. Elevate contains a readily available source of natural vitamin E. Elevate is cost effective and easy to feed. To learn more about Elevate, visit the Kentucky Performance Products website at kppusa.com.
1: Well, tonight we are so happy to have Jessica Gaston back on the show from Majestic Dressage in Ohio. And Jessica is a gold medalist and a huge part of my team as well. Jess, welcome back to the show. Hey guys, happy to be here. We're thrilled to have you because we called you specifically because we wanted to talk about kind of starting young horses. And I'm going to be the moderator to this conversation between you and Phil, because you guys are really more of the experts in this. I literally send my horses to Jess. So (laughs) I'm like, it looks great. Keep going. Or I've sent them to Phil too. So I don't typically do this age. So I'm going to enjoy moderating this conversation with you guys. And I'll I'll definitely jump in too. But um, Jess, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business before we get the party started.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, I've worked with Reese for a long time and I, I guess I'm still a young professional. I'm 28, so I'm holding on to
2: it.
3: So, you know, a lot of times when you're a young professional, you start out and everyone's like, you're young, you're sticky. Here's some young horses, which is kind of what my business has been doing. And I've actually found I really, really enjoy it. And I really am passionate about getting young horses started correctly uh and i've been pouring a lot of energy into it in the past several years of learning how to do it really well so i'm actually really excited to talk to phil about it cuz have he he's been doing it a little bit longer than me um <laughs> yeah, still, you know
2: are still
3: but,
0: a yeah, young I mean, professional all, you know we all still got our start in the you know here you're you're young you're brave you 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 bounce you know yeah. so i've gotten gotten a little <laughs> bit away from that but uh we recently started this discussion because I've got a filly that is kind of a COVID horse that I, I am now starting. Three, you know, three years from, from uh, you know, buying her and just she's just been growing up and all that stuff. And and then now I'm so this is where this whole discussion got got started last week with with um, you know lunging and whatever. So um, yeah, I'm I'm really happy to to talk to you about it and, you know, get some, get some tips and, and give some tips because you you, you never stop learning and, and you never stop developing, you know, better, better ways of doing things in, in horses, you know, or here's a problem that I've encountered and and then having to get some resources and tools to not only fix it, but to, to get going in the right way with, because the, the horses are just so very different that you have to develop strategies for, you know, for every, every type and every kind and, and, and that kind of thing. So.
3: Yeah. And it's, everyone has a method and it's super cool to figure it out. I think I, I have a lot of cowboy friends and it's really interesting to watch them start horses and know how we start horses more in the dressage world and to see the common threads throughout it all of, uh, most of people when they start the horse are really looking for a good relaxed response from the horse and it's that's the main goal in a well-started horse.
0: I'm really glad that she said that because the the first tip or you know skill that you need is to be able to read a horse you know and and read their behavior and read what the horse needs in the moment right that that's the way I, I start I start out with the whole thing so I mean, I, I'm really glad to have my own horse because I've known her since she was a foal. You know, everything that she's experienced and done has been done with me. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the best place to start, I, I believe.
3: Yeah, and and you can learn so much about the horse just watching them and watching how they react to something in the barn even.
1: And when do you guys start this? I mean, how does that work?
0: Well, I mean, I, I believe it's, it starts, like, at birth you know, basically because, yeah. you know, they, they, you know, every new experience and at birth, at you know, everything is new that, you know, will shift and mold the horse's personality. So, um, you know, that's my, that, that's my two cents about that. Right. But, but very often, yeah, very often, you know, you sort of get a three-year-old and say, okay, here, I've got this horse. Can you please get it going? You know, i'd like to ride it I, I i'm you know i'm gonna be an olympian so and this is my olympic horse so you know i just need you to start it and and then you know i think that's really not a great way to think about things and and uh you know and to put pressure on uh a rider to say okay well you know you just need to start it well
2: mm-hmm. i think
0: that that's sort of a a misnomer and 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 here's here's some money for 30 days and and i want that horse back you know with me mm-hmm. because it's expensive to to train a horse or to to pay you to train a horse and then you know so so you, you can get this done in, in 30 days and and if not uh you know you can have a, another 30 but but there's no way i can have you know 90 days put on this horse you know it's too expensive
2: mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah and yeah i feel like if there's any time not to pinch pennies at starting the horse because that really just lays the groundwork for the rest of the horse's life.
0: Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there isn't an amount of money that would be too much, you know, for, for, for me and my perspective is to say, you know, I, I, you know, I'm doing my own horse right now, but, you know, as far as thinking about the cost of the horse, I mean, here's the horse, I've paid X amount for a foal and then, you know, the way to get to where I want to be. And that's like a nine or 10 year old horse going down the center line, you know, every other weekend or, or whatever to, to be, to get between there. And that is, you know, many expensive steps. So,
3: yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, so it, Jess,
1: when somebody contacts you and say, okay, I have a three-year-old, I want to get started. what mm-hmm. What are the first steps that you take?
3: Well, normally I I try to feel out if the three-year-old is going to be uh, crazy or hard or if it's going to be a little bit easier. So, you know, I'll see if it's well handled. So if people have the young horses, get them out and brush them every now and then. That's a good thing when you're sending it out to be started. Uh, I really like it if they can be brushed. Um, And if they can't be, have realistic expectations there that it's going to take a lot longer. But if, you know... I go, I pick up the three-year-old, it's the first day in my barn, and I'm ready to start interacting with it. My first interactions with that horse might just be walking from its stall to its field and starting to lay the super basic consistency of how I want this horse to interact with me as the rider, as the person it needs to trust, do all these new strange things to it. And I try to break it down to as small of a piece as I can every time I interact with that horse. And it's, it just baby step after baby step, kind of building it up, learning about the tack, learning the response I want it to do when it's stressed. So like a lot of horses, they will get kind of stressed out and they're flight animals and they're like, oh, I got to run. And if I have my goal for the day, say I want to put the surcingle on the horse as the end goal of the day, but that horse just had its head up running around with the surcingle the whole time. And I put it, I take the surcingle off and it's hot and sweaty and it's kind of panicked still that horse didn't learn what I wanted it to learn. It didn't learn to be calm and relaxed in that moment. And so every little baby step I do towards getting on the horse is going to be really with the mindset of, I want the horse to come away from this learning to relax and learning to take a deep breath and learn to think through this little baby problem. And that's kind of like my mindset towards that three-year-old. Or four-year-old
0: or however old the horse Yeah, is. however old it is. I, I mean, uh, the the basics have to be really well established so that, you know, um, I, I've just started doing this recently and we, we brought, there's, there's two three-year-olds at the farm and, and mine included and they had to come from the, 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 there's two different barns. There's the working horse barn and the breeding barn and they had to come over from, from the breeding barn, the young horse barn to, so I just, you know, you just have to lead them, right? I mean, Uh the, the one, one piece of equipment that I started using, I don't know, maybe this was five or 10 years ago is a lunging cavison. So this Mm -hmm, is a piece of equipment that, that has really uh, been an important integral part to, you know, to, to my program. I used to just, you know, use a halter every day, but um, the horses would try to get away from me on, on the halter or, or whatever. And on, you know, when you have this lunge and cavesson, it, it's there. There's simple ones. There's leather ones. You know, whatever whatever you use, um, it has three rings across the the noseband, and uh, it's been an amazing. Um, an amazing like game changer, is is what uh you know some people call it because you you just have lots of control with no pain involved right so Mm -hmm. people are always you know putting the chain over the nose or a chain over the lip like you're gonna you're gonna do this or or you know or else and and that's not a way to uh approach a horse and and try to find a solution to your problems is uh you know kind of thinking you're gonna you're gonna stay with me or else you know kind of kind of thinking um mm-hmm. this this just can can give a you know a leader uh, you know the person mm-hmm. on the ground control of the horse's nose with with a bit of pressure and and zero pain and then they they can uh, they can lead quietly i think that i mean that's that's the first step you know that it, they're changing barns. everything's mm-hmm. crazy you know and and they need to look to their person, which in this case was me. But um, a, as as a quiet yeah. leader, as a you know some, somebody who's not going to get pulled around or, or run over. But yeah, this this has been a really nice piece of equipment. Right.
3: Nice. Yeah. I like it's- the idea of using that even in the everyday work.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the, you know, there's so many progressive steps before you start. You know throwing all, you know, like the, the equipment on or whatever. They, I mean, so for the first week or so, they just had to come into the arena because this is everything's new for them. Right. They just had to come mm-hmm. into the to the arena, quietly walk around, halt, walk forward, halt, walk forward, halt, walk forward. I mean, you're going to have to do lots of little baby steps that, that may take 10 minutes or they may take an hour. But. I mean you have got to find you know you've got to find a way to train that horse in a kind way and that you're not going to start throwing too much at them because then you say well where did this go wrong well of course you you didn't do you know all the steps progressively and and of course you don't know where where it went wrong you know what you know why does why is my horse crazy well eh, you have to you have to return to somewhere that the horse you know, missed a step or, or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then, okay. So we've gone through the first week guys. What do we, what do we do next? Like the horse is now leading the horse is now going in the, uh, the stall grooming. What do, what do we do next?
3: Depends on the horse. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. It is hard to be. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Generalization. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. Okay. You're like, okay, what, what would the next step be in, in your guys's program?
0: Well, I mean, I've got a a lot of things that, that, you know, a horse basically needs to do before I start even thinking about getting on. So in my program, I really like to introduce some steps towards riding, Mm
2: -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So
0: um, one one of the things that, that, uh, so not my own horse, but the other three-year-old is a little bit more advanced or he's just a little more calm. He's not freaking out about stuff. So at this point in time, my horse is still scared of the mirrors, which is fine. That, that's She's a tough thing.
1: Perfect. She's <laughs> perfect, everyone. I'm just saying her auntie loves her and will give her cookies when I see her. Just saying. Okay.
0: okay. Um, but but the other three-year-old is has been really calm about, you know, walking around the arena and going up to the mirrors. And so he is a little bit more advanced. So we started to long line him this or that. Mm-hmm. So this is another advantage of the cavesson that he doesn't even need a bit in his mouth. He can just learn to accept the long lines and uh, with the three rings there's one on each side and one right in the middle so on on the two side rings he can learn to stop that which he already knows right so now it, he's just kind of learning the voice command and a bit of pressure on the uh, on the lunging cavison. So that that's my that's my next step so I really, you know, I'm very careful about bidding the horse and and putting a bit in their mouth. So I'm not even doing that yet.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with being careful with the bridles and the bits. And I feel like everyone who starts young horses has to kind of have their check marks that they want to do or their little boxes they want to check and see that the horse can do before they even start to think about climbing on the horse. For me, I want to I want to see that I can get the horse to put a little bend in its body when I place a hand on its inside rib cage, because to me, that's my emergency stop. If things Mm -hmm. start going poorly, if I climb on, you know, I want to see that I can put an inside leg on and that the horse is going to respond and yield to that one day when I climb on it. Uh, So I start doing that pretty or start that conversation pretty quickly you know, as I start introducing them to TAC and stuff, I want them to know that they always have the opportunity to give a little bend and to take a deep breath there if they do get a little stressed in whatever I'm introducing to them.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that's a great idea to uh, to get them used to a bit of pressure or, you know, that, that they, for, for me, I like, when they're in the cross ties already, I'm, I'm brushing them you know, like when you put a little mm-hmm. pressure on them, do they freak out or do they kick at you or do they accept the pressure and move away from it? So that's, uh, I've had all, all of those, uh, scenarios happen. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It, I mean, you know, um, you just have to be a little bit careful of the ones that, that want to, you know, t- tell you to leave them alone. But, but yeah I mean like like, like we said earlier you got to know the horse and you know are they confrontational are they shy or are they just really gonna freak out and, and run away from everything and then you know mm-hmm. when, once you once you know the horses you know what to watch for and and uh, and and how to bring them down off the edge right so yeah yeah um, you know, some of them need you like the ones that kick need needs you to leave the pressure on their side until they can learn to accept it right the ones that i mean they all they all need to learn to take a bit of pressure the, the ones that like kind of run sideways also need to accept pressure but a little bit in a different way
2: mm-hmm.
0: so you know like we said they're they're all a little bit individuals and just by working with them every day, you know, just doing a little something with them every single day, you can, you can learn about them, but they can also learn about you and, and you know, when they can push you and, and, and when not to push you. And, and this is this is the thing like there's a little take and there's a little give and and uh, and that's just, you know, forming a relationship with a horse.
3: Yeah, yeah, and for especially, sure. I feel like with the young horse, I always have to have my my right mindset on. Like, I always work them first mm-hmm. thing in the morning, so I'm fresh, and I know I'm going to approach them with really patience and consistency and make sure that they get the clearest picture from me that they can, and that it's always the same.
0: Yeah, I ret- I return to the idea that um, there's no bad horses, but you can create a bad horse because you're not Fair, consistent.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you're yeah. in a hurry. Like all of the all of these things can um, can cause problems that the horse is never going to unlearn. Right. So uh, you know they have to trust they have to trust their person and they have to be um, you know calm and quiet and 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 if they are calm and quiet they have to feel that reciprocated from their leader, which is. You know, whoever's working with them.
1: Okay, so now it's time to climb on, kids. What happens yeah. now?
0: <laughs> you have to. You have to be working with someone who, that you trust completely, who knows mm-hmm. your system, and uh, is not gonna freak out no matter what. You know. So that yeah. that's that. It that, that yeah. takes two people to to start a horse or to back a horse. So.
1: Um, I don't mind being the wingman. I'm just saying. I can be the man. I just ain't not going up. No, but no, seriously. I think that's this is not a time. If you're by yourself, you need to get somebody. You need a friend. You need yeah. somebody. I think that's important, right, Jess?
3: I I have a little bit of a so, so funny story. So my husband rides as well. He's big. He's strong. And so when I was starting my first crop of young horses in my, you know, baby business new facility, I was like, Hey, it's not like you're up. You got to learn how to hold these horses for me. And he did. And he learned really well. And now he's my awesome groundsman. But it was really funny. The first horse I started, I was like, today's the day. I'm getting on her. I think she's ready. And I swung my leg on and I sat and I petted her and I swung my leg off and I got off. And I was like, great. Give her a cookie. Put her away. And he looks at me and he's like, that was it.
2: <laughs> that's it, a it huge really step. Just yeah.
3: The point, you know, that's how it should be done of just really baby steps. So when you do get to that point of swinging your leg over, it's no big deal for the horse because you've done dozens of new things to it and it's been okay every single time. And it, it really shouldn't be dramatic.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. I think that's, that's actually it, right? It's actually not dramatic. It's should be pretty quiet and should just be like, in out done you've got a good person it is not the time to do it when the barn's super busy like exactly you got to pick your time so uh, yeah and it shouldn't be dramatic on done
3: off there you go you should be ready for it to be dramatic but it's an ideal world hope it
1: doesn't (laughs) yeah hopefully it doesn't right okay so now uh, phil do you have anything to add to that
0: no i'm gonna be like don't don't Push the horde, like say, oh, I just got on and it's it's fine. So now we're gonna move to the next step, and and then the next step, and, and until you know, I, I've seen that situation mm-hmm. to where you're like, oh, you know, I I can just walk. Oh, walking was was fine, and then you. So a, as a ambitious person, or you know, if you're working, you know, you're always thinking about the deadline or whatever. Then you're like, you're tempted, push the the boundary and then and then the, and then the, again it's another situation where you you didn't do the homework just getting on and then getting off and putting the horse away because so the horse is always you know motivated by a few things treats that's a huge one yeah <laughs> <laughs> or just like okay this is a scary experience i just need to go back to my stall you know so It's important to if they've done what you've asked, you you pat them, you know, you you show them that that's exactly what you wanted, and then you have a starting place to go to the next day, right? And so that's always Mm -hmm. important to be establishing the things, and and not trying to do too much in one day. So that's my two cents on that. Like, yeah, that that I mean, that's a huge step to to accept a rider, you know, just getting on. So, yeah. No. Yeah.
3: Slow is okay. smooth and smooth
1: is fast. I love right. it. Yeah. So, okay, guys, of course, because I'm like, what's next? Because, of course, I want like <laughs> them to walk around the canter and go
0: you're to the, the you're, you're the nightmare owner.
1: I am. I, I I am. And when I am an owner in that situation, I have to really check myself. I think that is actually important, right? Because, guys, I would be the owner. Like, <clears throat> like how's it going? But yeah, I think it. it's the owner. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think as an owner, right. When you are an owner, you really have to let, and if you have sent your horse somewhere and you trust them, I'm not saying you don't need to be checking in a horse. Of course you do. Right. But, uh, you know, I trust these two people on this line. I would trust them with my dog, which is basically like my child. So, you know, you have to let your professionals do their job. Right. And so I would say, like, I need an update like every once in a while, but you can't hound because they need to do their job. And they may say, today we just brushed because there was the UPS truck and there was this and there was that. And that's what we could do. And you have to let the professionals do their job. Right. This is why I don't start them. It's not my expertise, honestly. I I know my limits. And now, now I was never even really that good at it when I was younger. I did a few when I was little little <laughs> I wasn't little, I was much younger than I was today, but if I send my horse away, right? I'm gonna send them to people I trust with obviously my child, and I'm gonna let them do their job, and it's hard because of course, you want an update every day and you want to know everything they did, that's not feasible right and And if you can find someone that can do that, great, but I wouldn't expect that. you know, I do expect every couple days just to kind of like check in. You know, try not to be annoying because, of course, I want to check in every every minute, but that's not fair, right? Does that make sense, guys? Am I voicing that well? Of like, I need
3: to 100%. let you guys do your job. Because yeah. honestly, if we're if done right, our job is pretty boring,
0: right? You know, <laughs> exactly. You, you
3: get the young horse a month, three months later, we're like, here you go. It walked, truck, canners, really boring, really quiet. Job is done. So, and it, then, it's not all glamorous.
1: Right. And then when I, when I do get a reporter, you do get a like, Hey, come and see this horse or whatever. Then I also have to have realistic expectations. Right. I mean, you have literally taken a horse that could barely lead and now you're on it. I think that's magic. Like that's so cool. I love that. Right. And it's, it, I think, it's so,
0: it's so, it blows my mind, uh, you know, yeah. to take a flight animal and to get on top of it, you know, huh. so every day that you can do that and the horse accepts that. It's, it's, crazy. it's crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Crazy. It's
1: so cool. And like you said, you're doing it to, in and, and, and I think that is the biggest. I think that's the biggest thing when you send a horse for training too. Like I'm not a millionaire. Like, I mean, I'm counting my pennies when I send my horse away, if, if that's what I chose to do, but I have to allow enough money for in time to let whoever I'm sending the horse to do their job. Right. And it may take, they may say, I need another 30 days. And you know, I know they're not scamming me. I know they need them. I know Jess needs another 30 days. And so I have to give it to her. I have to step back and say, okay, take it. You know, go do what you need to do, right? Call me back in 10 and let me know if there's an update, you know? But I think that's important mm-hmm. with youngsters, right? And obviously, <clears throat> I, I don't like little, little anything. Okay, I do like puppies and kitties. <laughs>
2: right?
1: but, and foals, who doesn't like those? But once you have to start leading those foals and they get an opinion, I'm like, what is that? Why is it biting me? <laughs> like, I it's not my it's, I don't like it, right? It's just not I don't and I don't like babies, like children. <laughs> ah! <laughs> so I'm not really great in that stage. I know that about myself and I'm okay with that. But Jess loves that.
3: Phil Phil's, yeah
1: Phil, you've gotten you're obviously you' you're, you don't do as much anymore, but you can and you're good at it. So, okay, so not to rush the process, but just moving the conversation along. We have gotten on the horse. We're pretty happy. It's been pretty unexciting. Um, what do we do next? Like, where do we go next?
0: Well, I think basically from there on, um, you know, because I do long lining, that gives me the ability to steer and to yeah. stop from from pressure. Or, to, I mean, I, if, I, if I've done a really good job, um, you know, no pressure, just stop from the word, you know, I say ho or, or you know, halt or, and the horse understands and isn't freaked out. So um, then, then it's just being led around, you know, um, kind of like a, a pony clubber lead line um, that 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 will take another week, maybe Then you know, so each time uh you know and then and then i asked my my leading person to jog a bit and the horse, you know shouldn't be freaked out by by you know a little bit of bouncing around um and then i'm ready for for riding and you know stop start steer mm-hmm. you know that's 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 the the horse ready to go for so you know for someone like you reese that's great for an adult amy they need it like a year or so uh, and they might go to their first show or or that's whatever but
1: i need a year just to make okay. it go watch track canter to a show and then call me back <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure sure but 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 basically if if you do very little steps in the beginning um you can start to think about achi- achieving some bigger things because the horse mm-hmm. trusts you know as as long as i can get on and get going quietly mm-hmm. and safely the, you know in my mind the the hard part is done right
3: okay. i really think the first like five to 10 rides i trust my grounds person and my job is to be a good balanced backpack and then once the horse is okay for five ten rides with my extra you know like 10 to 20 percent of the horse's weight and i'm a good backpack then it's then it's riding time then it's dressage time then it's learning time
1: okay that makes sense yeah that sounds great and then, so, I mean,
0: how long? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think you just I mean, that's probably gonna take you a month to get to the place where you can get on. but once you mm-hmm. once you have all of that established and and you know nothing's gone wrong, you're mm-hmm. good to go. like uh, so you know, and you know the basic program is ninety days. First month, very small steps, very like going slowly and, and just mm-hmm. introducing new things. but but once a horse, you know once you've established that calm, sort of trust.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you're good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it.
1: And Jess, do you have anything to, to add? I think that's so cool. And and I, again, I think that breaking it down from 90 days, right? 90 days is the average, right? So maybe you're, you're done early and then that horse can go and do other things. And Jess, you do a lot of other things too, right? With your youngsters.
3: Yeah. Once I feel like they can, especially the three-year-olds, like once I feel like I can walk truck canner, the horse understands a little bit about going on the aids, And then I start taking them out and exposing them. And I hack them a lot or I'll go on trail rides or I'll go chase the cows or go ride with groups and go to a friend's house and ride them. You know, I don't I don't put a lot of pressure on them. I don't ride them for very long, but I try to, in that three-year-old year, year, I feel like it's important to just like let them experience the world a
2: little bit Mm -hmm. in
3: a super low pressure, calm way, Mm -hmm. you know? And if their hack is we walk around the barnyard, that's great, but, you know, just like the three-year-olds, which is typically when I get them, their bodies can't handle a lot, but their minds can be expanded. And so I try to just, like, let them observe and process the world with not a lot of pressure on their bodies. I
0: love it. Yeah, I love yeah. It. I, I mean, I, I would agree that just um, just giving them experiences that could be frightening or, you know, whatever, and they just experience different things, going to a show, you know, whatever it is. But basically, as far as their bodies go, again, I'm really careful about you know, not putting them in a dressage arena and making them do thousands of tight corners or hundreds of circles on a lunge line. We talked about this last week. Like that's Mm -hmm. not that's not going to give you a a longer term soundness or or sound horse because you did too much when they were when they were babies and, and, you know, putting a lot of pressure on them to, you know, to go on the bit or, you know, whatever Yeah, I think is this is a problem. I think people introduce side reins way too early. You know, trying to, Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're trying to achieve, but you know, too much pressure on the mouth, and then the horse um, becomes unbalanced and runs away. Like this, these are all bad experiences um, for for a young horse. So, Mm
2: -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. I think different experiences, but not like you know dressage training or jumper training or, or or whatever, because you have to be careful about uh the, their their bodies and their young tendons and their young you know not fully formed joints this is you know this would yeah. be terrible so i'm okay. not trying to force any three or if they want to come you know round and balanced and swing that's fine but there's no way to force that to happen you know before the horse is ready right
3: right makes sense makes sense and, and Guys, for the young horse like we're big and heavy on them and they're babies. So they have to have the time to just learn how to carry us. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: No, I think it's fantastic. Well, just any, any other words for kind of starting your horse after you've lunged, after you've, you've done all the things, anything else for, for this section of their life that you want to add for the closing?
2: I would,
3: I would leave you with the thought of the young horse is the time to trust and lean on your professionals. Like if there is any phase in the horse's life where time is crucial, where everything you do is really, really important, it's starting the young horse. Mm
2: -hmm. And,
3: you know, even if you're a really good rider, uh, starting a young horse takes the type of skill and timing and finesse that needs to be instinctive and needs to be instinctive and correct at the same time. And it's truly like, it's a skill that needs to be kept up and, that's the time to trust the professional because that's all they pour their time and effort into. Like I can tell you, I ride, I ride the baby horses all day and I come home and I watch videos of other people riding the baby horses so I can be better tomorrow, you know?
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely. No, you're amazing. And, And so how can our listeners find you online to get to ask you questions or get some more information about your program?
3: Yeah. So the best way to find me is probably on Facebook or Instagram. I'm at Majestic Dressage LLC. Majestic is M-A-J-E-S-T-I-K. But you can message me there and I'm pretty good about getting back to people.
1: (laughs) Fantastic. Well, thanks so much, Jess, for your time tonight.
3: My pleasure. Especially with performance horses, flies can really be a nuisance. Fly predators are a great investment of all the different poisons and insecticides and different things you could use. I don't know of anything that is more economical and more effective than spalding fly predators.
1: Well, tonight we are so excited to have Catherine Bateson Chandler on the show. She's an international rider, competitor. She competed at the WEG in 2010, and that's where I got to meet her and get to know her and and know her story. Catherine, welcome to the
4: show. Thank you so much. It's always so much fun to be here, Reese. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, we uh you know obviously I got to know you when you were here in 2010 in Kentucky and I've been following your story and journey and and you're just such a cool positive rider and competitor and you had um you you got a new horse a few years ago and uh you have quite a story with her and the, you just won the CDI in Ocala, which was so cool. But I wanted you to tell us a little bit about your story, because that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to celebrate wins, but also know that there's a lot of sweat and tears along the way. So wanted you to kind of tell us about your mare and your journey with her.
4: Yeah, um, I got a couture a year and a half ago. She's an incredible mare. She was very young doing Grand Prix, and she's been with the same rider, such rider, Danielle van and um, since she was four or five years old. And Dinya is the loveliest, kindest person and loved this horse to death. And, um, you know, it's always sad when you take a horse like that. And I mean, she was not have been happier for me and for you know, for her to go to somebody like me, who was obviously, you know, adores my horses and, and lo- will love her as much as she had loved her. Um, but it was, you know, it's been a bit of a journey. I had a horse years ago that I took to, uh, the world championship or world of games in, um, Kentucky named Nartan. And I got him quite quickly. I got him in April and he'd been with the same rider as well since he was young. And I quite quickly managed to make a leg team on him, um, within a few months. And so that worked really well. So this one, we were like, all right, we're going to get her. And then leg was coming up quite quickly. We got her in I think January of the year. So we thought, well, we're just going to give a run at it. I'm going to ride her a bit. She felt pretty rideable at home. And we thought, you know what? We're just going to go for it. Put her in a CDI and just sort of see where we are. And um, it pretty miserably failed. It was sort of throwing myself in the deep end, throwing myself out there. Don't get nervous and just do it. I knew it was a very talented horse without a lot of uh, holes in her, any of her her movements. Um, She's a horse that's capable of getting some really amazing scores and everything. And it just was too early. And so it's one of those things that I put myself out there and, um, I fell flat on my face. So I tried not to, uh, take it too hard. And I thought, you know what, it's fine. I'm so lucky. I have the most amazing, amazing, amazing supportive owner. Who's been a friend of mine for God, almost 20 years. And she's a writer herself and she totally got it. She's like, you know what? We gave it a shot. We opened a bottle of champagne after, and now we're going to take it all apart and really figure it out. So that sort of, that was the, the beginning of the whole thing falling on my face.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm sure it feels, it feels you did not to, be able to laugh about it now. Yes, you
1: know, and, exactly. Uh, I was there cheering you on when it happened and we all could tell what happened. It was very clear. You're like, yeah, okay, this is just I, early.
4: That's all. Exactly. Like it wasn't a disaster that the horse didn't do things. It was just, we had mistakes all over the place and she wasn't through enough. And we were just, I said, it's like speaking two different languages. She was speaking one language and I was speaking the other. And we were trying desperately to understand each other, but we needed a translator. And that's just (laughs) the only way to explain it. And that's exactly what it felt like. I was speaking Chinese. She was speaking Dutch. And we were like, we have no (laughs) idea what each other are talking about. We want to be friends. We've got to figure
1: out how to communicate. (laughs) And that's Um, what you did, right? That's exactly what you did.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I was like, that's all right. We're going to strip this back a bit. I said, I've got to meet you somewhere in the middle. I watched endless videos of Dinya riding her. I mean, endless, endless, endless. I spoke to Dinya on a regular basis and I had Ashley Holzer helping me who it just, she did, went to the end of the earth to make this work for me. So she also talked to Dinya. We ended up I ended up taking the horse because it was sort of the end of the season by then. And I said, you know what? I'm going to send the horse to Dinya for a couple of months. So I said, I want her to first get on her and sort of see what she feels like if she feels like she's in a different place. And Dinya called me as soon as she, because I couldn't get over there because I had the other horses competing. And she called me the next day and she said, this horse is totally fine. She's like, she feels like the day she left. She's like, you have not ruined her. She feels great. Right. She's like, you just need to get on the same page. So I said, okay, that made me feel a bit better. I have completely yeah. ruined this horse. Because that's what I was thinking. Like You know, you just get a funny head place. And then it was great because I went over. I was based in England and with some other horses I had. And I flew back and forth because I knew she was in good hands with Dinya. And I flew on a regular basis and rode the horse with Dinya. And Dinya explained many things. And Ashley was also around the corner from there. So she was amazing. She went over there, rode the horse with Dinya a couple of times just so she was on the same page. And it just started to gel then. And um, that was great. And then I ended up, when I thought that I sort of had a good handle on it, I brought her to England because I trained with Carl Hester here. And then Carl was a whole other level to it. And I felt like when I left here, I'd been here a couple of months with Carl helping me, which was getting better and better and better. And I thought, okay, now I really feel like I'm starting to get a handle on this. And I'm feeling like I could start to think about taking her to a show. So I brought her back to Florida in November and I put her... Normally, we'd have her either at my stable or Jen, who owns her. We'd have her at hers. But I said, no, I want to be at Ashley's. I want to be there every day. And I want eyes on the ground every single day of somebody. And Den comes every single day and watches. And Ashley, every day, watches and gives me whatever I need. I help Ashley. She helps me. Like, that was incredible. Having that kind of support is there's just nothing like it. Like, I just yeah. felt lifted up every day. And Den would sit and watch. And if Ashley couldn't help me, I'd put Den on the headset and she would help me. And she knows the horse as well as I do at this point because she watches every single lesson. And even now that I've got the horse in England, I send her videos every single day, and she goes over it with me. And just having people that really know the horse that well is is incredible at this point. And I again, I still keep in contact with Dinya yeah. and then happens fancy just i I'd, I'd done a couple of shows in Florida with her some national shows. they went really well. She had seventy four percent every time, and I was really thrilled with the way she was going. and then I had Entered her in a CDI, and the day before, I was taken care of in the stable, She spun round, stepped on my foot, and broke it.
2: <laughs> so, oh, like, stop setbacks, it. Stop. <laughs>
0: oh, stop it. Setbacks galore.
1: <laughs> stop it. You're like, okay. Whew. All right. Yeah, all right.
2: <laughs> well.
0: Uh, I was, sorry, I was just <laughs> going to say, like, I, like did, were you convinced that now, like, this car- partnership was cursed or, or, you know, like.
4: <laughs> I, don't know, I didn't know what to say. I had to laugh. I mean, what else do you do? I went to the doctor it was say, well, broken. Well, I tried <laughs> to ride the next few days. And I was like, it was just getting worse and worse. And I was like, Oh, I think I've got to go. Cause I've never broken anything. So I went to the doctor, <laughs> the expert, they're like, it's broken. And they're like, if you try and ride and something happens and you have to uh, make a sudden move, then you displace it. Then you're going to have to have surgery and you'll be out for three, four months. So I was like, all uh-huh. right. So I behaved. I had a couple of horses I walked on, but other than that, and it was actually, I say everything does happen for a reason. I thought it sounds so cliche, but Ashley rode her for that month and Ashley was so generous every day. And I sat and watched it. I helped her on the ground and it was like, it gave Ashley a whole nother level of understanding this horse. And so when I got back on again, it was like guns blazing. It was like, that was the turning point of when I was like, now this horse really like now we get it. Like the whole team gets it 100%. And I have to say from then on in, she has been so onside. It's like all of a sudden she became my horse and we became friends. And I said in the beginning, I was trying to be, I'm a bit like that. Like I want my horse to be my friend and work for me in that way. But she's an alpha mare and she was like, you're not giving me any guidance. Like I'm not good at leading. And then she would spook and, you know, all these, she, she was a little insecure then because I wasn't the leader and she needed me to be the leader. And so once I figured that bit out, and then I was sort of a bit firmer on her and put her in a place of it, I have to say, she's like a puppy. Like, she loves that. Like, she is so Aww. happy to be guided and led and that I am in charge. And now it can be friends because she's. I've sort of established that. And it's, it's an incredible mental feeling that, that that's what it took. Like, it was literally mm-hmm. like a switch going off. And now, ever since then, for months and months now, she has been my horse, and she trust me and she takes the correction and it's it's pretty amazing the sort of evolution of it and i took her like again i've done some national shows we did a lot of test riding at home until so we really felt like we had it after it was great i mean she's come all the different places they're like now we're going here now we're going there and we did all our homework we really we did the opposite of what we did in the beginning <laughs> we did every <laughs> single box we picked <laughs> and we went to the show and I felt very confident with her at the show. And she and we actually didn't have Ashley at the show, so Jen helped me on the microphone. So it was great that she'd been doing that all along because she could just step in, take the microphone, and she was just amazing. She just stepped up to the plate, and it's like she gives you a feeling like you've never felt before. She's an incredible horse. So what
0: what's what's the total time since you know since that first competition where you know things were not going that well to the the cdi in ocala
4: uh i would say a year and two months
0: okay okay Okay.
2: so yeah well i think
1: that's what everybody says right it really takes a year to get to know know a new horse
4: it does Mm -hmm. i've done this a million times and i've done it with i mean you know you you pick your route like i've had horses that i've trained from the beginning that i've taken grand prix and that comes with its own challenges and then I've had horses that were trained by other people and you take in and that comes with its own challenges. Like it's it's all challenging. You know, it's not yeah. yeah. no, no,
0: nothing's easy. Nothing's easy. Nothing's nothing's easy.
4: easy. And it looks it from the outside to people, which I know, you know, one way looks easier than the other, but neither way is easy. It all comes with a lot of roadblocks and bumps and, you know, their own challenges. But I mean, I feel yeah. beyond lucky and blessed to have a the The family and and backup that I have and and the people that I have with me, Alex that works for me, she's like, everybody stands behind me and says, no, you can do it. No, you're riding well. No, you need to do this better. And nobody, you know, blows smoke. But but everybody's like a thousand percent supportive. Like I've come back here now to the horse, back to Carl after the time of being away. He's like, I can't believe, you know, how great the horse looks and what have you guys done? And now he's moving it up to the next level. You know, yeah. so it's just, and again, it, 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 never, ends. Yeah. it never ends. Yeah, <laughs> it never ends. Yeah, it never ends. We're and all of are totally understanding of that. You know, you've got to take a risk. You know, the right. risk going to Ocala. I'm like, all right, this is a risk. We're gonna throw ourselves out there. We're gonna do the CDI. and that paid off. You know, but it's yeah, it's yep. a, it's ever evolving.
1: Well, and I just think that that's, it, you're, I, I just so appreciate you being so open about this because that is so true, right? At the end of the day, I think so many people think, well, oh, I'll just buy a schoolmaster and it'll be, it'll be easy or I'll buy a young horse and yeah. it'll be easy. Like this is a hard yeah. sport. We all picked kind exactly. of a crazy hard sport. <laughs> and, and like you said, I mean, it, it comes with challenges and to think that, yes, you may have an opportunity at some point with a horse that, but that's not the norm more this story is more the norm wouldn't you say then oh i just got a horse and i was able to go out and and go to a horse show like it it doesn't really i mean that's why you
4: know again the scores weren't then when i went to Weg what they are now but you know i mean i was very lucky having a horse like nartan who was he was a lot more simple he was a gelding he was just quite straightforward and not that that didn't have its challenges and i had plenty of not great tests on him but you know he was relatively straight line to go to wag on him. And, you know, this was a much more curvy line, Yes, <laughs> you know, but I have to say like, you know, I've ridden a lot of horses for a long time. And I had many people come up to me on Cal and say, I've never seen you ride that confident and that well, but that's because I've had to dig really deep and pick myself apart and like, just be so picky on myself. Cause this horse, I just can't get away with being crooked and this hand being here. And you know, leaning this way and leaning that way because she's so sensitive and she's so supple and I just need to ride as perfectly as I can possibly do. Every day I stare at my videos like, oh, I've got to lift this shoulder and I've got to do this. What can I do to this? Because she just won't tolerate that. And so it made me a much better rider. I have to say, like, I feel like a much more competent rider after going through this journey with her. And each horse teaches you different things and, and they all improve you. I think that's the thing. You've got to have horses that improve your riding and not the other way around. I tell my students that all mm-hmm. the time. Sometimes I'll see a student on a horse that I can see it's not helping their riding. And I'm like, you've got to change something because your horses have to improve your riding.
1: That makes total sense. Absolutely.
0: So yeah, that's, Catherine- I mean, that's great motivation for, all, you know, for all of us to to, number one, if you do have a nice horse and you're able to go out there and have successes, cherish that. Right and and really you know and but also keep 100%. keep looking to improve right I mean you know up the standard yeah. you know even every if day. you are getting seventies or whatever like why not you know why not eighty like just keep shoot, shooting higher and appreciate every day that isn't a struggle because there will be there will be tough times ahead right
4: way more than not <laughs> way yeah more
1: yeah way not. more the than PBS not when it goes well <laughs> right and and I think that's it's so few and far between. And and I think just going back to your statement of like, have horses that make you get better. You know, I see that where people will yeah. hang on to horses too long, you know, and, and yeah. I get it. Like whenever, you know, you're like, oh, I love this horse or I this, that, but sometimes, you know, if it isn't improving your riding, you really do have to sort of look exactly. inside and say, okay, this horse is, is not good for my confidence or this horse is too big for me or whatever exactly. it may be. You know, I think I think that's one thing. Maybe you learn as as a professional writer is is when to kind of cut bait and when, do, like you said, when do you dig yep. deep and 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 do it. So, Catherine, what's next? Exactly. You're in England now. I mean, this is so exciting. So, what's next in your journey?
4: I am. So, we're gonna do Heartbreak CDI, which is here uh, week after next. We sort of talked about Aachen doing the four star maybe, but it just didn't really fit into the schedule. And I thought I need to get another couple of shows under my belt. I'm going to do that because um, Carl will be here and then we're maybe going to do a couple of CDIs in Europe uh, maybe Croce or Zurich we've got got sort of, a little bit going one show at a time but that's sort of on the radar and then maybe do a couple of smaller shows here depending on because I've got another couple of horses with me as well and then go back to the states sometime probably beginning of October and then start to line up um, we're very lucky in Florida to now have WEC as a showground. And to have obviously Wellington as a showgrounds, and they all have seem to have a lot of CDIs. So then, just sort of coming up with a good schedule, then to start to think about next year and and uh, have Paris in our long term goals.
0: Wow, that's that's awesome. But you will be really busy for the next couple of years. I mean, this is where maybe people don't realize, but like you have to like if your goal, if you have that huge goal of you know an Olympic Games or something like planning and and scheduling starts two years out or, or before, you know, I mean, yeah, 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 you definitely,
4: I've, I've learned from, I've learned from many great people, both in show jumping and eventing and dress eyes that you have to work backwards. You work from where you are you work, you see the Olympics is here and you work backwards and then you see, this is how I get there. And, you know, it's a very, you know, it's a long process. And I think, You know, it's just something you've got to go through. And again, you go, I'm very much a step-by-step person. I make a plan and all plans are made to be changed because that's horses, as we know. And, uh, but you've got to have a plan to be able to change it. (laughs) So I always make a plan and then we can sort of work through it as we go. Um, but it's exciting. (laughs) It's fun to have another horse in the mix. You know, I just retired my old Grand Prix horse and he did so, so much for me and I'll be forever grateful. I'll never have a horse like him again just in longevity and, and try and see what he did for me it was incredible. And he was fun to be with a horse I trained myself and he was very special to me. So just having retired him, it's just really fun to have another horse in the mix again and be able to get excited about making plans. Um, cause you never know in this sport, you know, it comes and goes very quickly.
1: Yeah, you never know, but it, but it it does make it a little sweeter. I'm sure that champagne after the the C D I was so well worth it, and uh, you know that was yeah. the good bottle <laughs> for sure. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's, really well, that's very well, Catherine.
1: Again, we can't thank you enough for your time today and, and just how open you were about your journey. Because I, I mean, I had goosebumps when you were talking about Paris. I mean, just you know, I, I can't wait to watch your journey and and cheer you on and um, you know, know how much work. I mean, we all know it, there's so much work going in, but to really hear yeah. somebody's journey really is is so inspiring. So I'm sure you reached me today. I'm sure you reached many of our listeners. And and how can our listeners fo- follow you online or find you online if they want to see your journey?
4: Um, I'm on Facebook, just on my name, Catherine Bateson, and also on Instagram, same thing, my name. And, um, I try and be as much updating on um, my social media as possible. So look me up on either, or my emails, uh, Chandler Carlos at aol.com. And anybody can always send me an email and I'm happy to communicate with whoever would like it whoever needs help and whoever needs inspiration or, you know, anything I'm always
1: here for people awesome well I follow you and that's how I knew your story because I was like this is so cool so thank you again for your time and, we, and it's, it's late in England so you were so sweet to stay on with us late and uh, we hope your shows will be watching you and cheering you on from the states oh,
4: thank you so much it was great chatting to you guys even under the best circumstances travel is
1: stressful for horses we've all been there Stuck on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere, you can make the journey knowing that U.S. Rider is there for you. Get peace of mind on the road with U.S. Rider's nationwide 24-7 roadside assistance coverage for both you and your horse. Join today at usrider.org. I think our lunging discussion for our trainer tips have exploded and it's been awesome because we've gotten some great questions. And again, we really mean it. We like questions. We'd love to hear what you're thinking. So, we have to thank Nancy for for some of these questions because uh and then we're going to add some too. But this is just more for our lunging discussion. This is part 3. And we keep it going. I love it. So, uh I'm going to throw it to you, Phil.
0: I I guess, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, this question is about the tack that that we're Mm -hmm. um you know what's our preferred tack to use for for lunging and you know how you know how are we attaching the lunge line to the bridle i mean these are all great questions that i've had myself yeah so um And I think we both
1: have some particular, I I, I absolutely have some real feelings on this because uh, for safety, number one, Uh, number two, I will bring this up real quickly because through the certification, the USCF certification, lunging is a part of it. And it's such an important part. And I'm really glad it is um, because there is a great lunging manual at the USDF office, I would recommend everybody get it. It is literally a lesson I teach everybody once, at least at my farm. So they know and learn how to lunge Uh, because it is number one, it's pretty dangerous if you don't do it correctly and you're getting tied up in the lines and it takes practice. So I did want to say that that's a great manual, worth worth its weight um and to purchase it. And then if you can get to a certified instructor who's been through the process, I think their process of lunging, uh, that the USDF process they teach the instructors is awesome. It it's very safe. It um, you know, for example, you should be wearing a helmet. You really, you really need proper shoes. That is really important. I'm gonna say that as well. So a helmet. Proper boots or or, or proper boots, uh, very important. Do not lunge in and little toms or boat shoes, you know. That is not a good idea. Um, you really need to, gloves, to think about gloves that. Is part Plugs, of the
2: safety. Yeah.
1: Key yeah. and take your spurs off. <laughs> That's another yeah. one. Take your spurs off because again, you've got lines, you've got spurs. Um, these are all safety features. So uh that was that was one thing I wanted to start with, Phil. And 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 you can uh Roll with yeah, the question.
0: Equine Canada hasn't produced uh, a, a manual on lunging, but uh, mm-hmm. it is part of our certification process. So, uh, yeah. I mean, and I'm sure you're
1: teaching. I mean, it, I'm sure, you know, you like me, if I see somebody not lunging well, I literally say we need to have a lesson on how to properly lunge. And if their horse doesn't know yet how to lunge. I'll pull one of mine out. Mine are all lunge well, so I will pull, I'll pull them out. I even have, you know, really easy ones. I have harder ones. Uh, but yes, I would, I would pull that out for sure.
0: So let's talk about the your preferred tack.
1: Great. Uh, I am uh, side reins, in my opinion, should always be leather never nylon I don't like nylon in general I don't think i uh, i hate yeah. it i hate nylon halters i hate nylon side reins um because it's leather for a reason because uh if if necessary it will break and that is actually important from a safety yeah. standpoint uh, you also need to make sure you know if you pull some leather ones out of your tack box you know check the quality of leather make sure that they're they're um you know you, a lot of stitching, times, yeah,
2: stitching, the stitching, yeah. Mm,
1: they're out in the ring so they don't get that um you know we try we try very i try to bring them in once a week that we you know are inspecting them and we're cleaning the tack and then donuts i am i'm i am absolutely adamant that they have to be leather and have donuts so that's me i'm pretty simple on that one how about you phil
0: that would be the german answer you know it's Mm -hmm. like they have a specific purpose so make sure you're lunging with a purpose Yes. and uh and you know that's all that's all you need i mean they're not the cheapest things that that you would no. buy you oh, know, you
1: but have to buy them
0: yeah but they're 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 quality and and uh, and you'll buy them once and then you know if you take care of them you'll never buy them again so yeah exactly in my mind that's a you know it's a great purchase um you know i was just going to say about the lunge line itself has to be Not leather, but but uh, cotton will do again. Nylon is like the worst thing to
1: uh, you get a nylon nylon burn. Yeah you'll never you will not do it again. (laughs) Or you do a rope burn because you didn't wear your gloves. That's one thing. Uh, you do that enough or you've done that once, you will never lunge without gloves (laughs) because that hurts. So yes, again, I agree with you. Cotton, you know, I also make sure that the snaps are good. The snaps on those cotton lunge lines sometimes they go bad. And yeah, yeah. if they, if they have knots in them, I hate knots in my lunge lines. I, I again, <laughs> it's a safety thing. I hate knots. I'll, you know, they're not as expensive as the side reins, but I make sure there's no knots in them because that drives me crazy. So yes. And then a lunge whip, you want one with a lash. Uh, they are an item. They always seem to break, but I can't say yeah. I buy expensive lunge whips, but I do tie. Sometimes I'll tie a shoestring or something on the edge if I don't have one with a long lash. Um, but I try to get the longest lash that I can have because that helps you uh, as you're driving the horse with that lunge line, um, the longer it is. Then one of the questions was how you attach the lunge line to the horse. And this is, I mean, uh, my niece is in pony club, so they have a specific way they teach. Um, I personally do not ever put it over their head. I hate that. I think it makes the horses tilt their heads. So I personally will attach it so there's two ways to do it. You can, and that I do it sometimes if it's going to be a really wild horse, I will loop the lunge line around. Like if I'm standing on the left side of the horse, I'll take my lunge line. I'll loop it around the left side of the bit, and then I'll push it back to the right side of the bit. Did I explain that? Well, Phil, that's yeah. hard to explain without yeah. showing, uh, or yeah. sometimes I'll just loop it through. That's how I personally do it. Phil, what do you do?
0: So, um, for any horse that I'm, worried about i'm not going to snap it to to the bit at all so mm-hmm. i will pull yeah, out i mean er, earlier in the episode w- you know we talked about a and cavison
2: yes where you yes. where
0: you you know it has specific places to attach and that it's not yes. going to interfere with the horse's mouth so if you have a, a good horse then yes I, I use the over-the-top method but again there's no you know there's no pressure on it so that that's the difference is if, if i feel like there's going to be any pressure on the bit or, you know, uh, until yeah. the horse is quiet on the lunch line, then, uh, then yeah, it's the, um, the canvasing can go over top of the bridle. So.
1: Yeah. And that's a, a great method to do. And also used in the certification, not used probably enough for sure. In the States, we don't do it enough. Again, typically I'm going to go with an older age group of horse then no, Eufaula has all ranges as well. But I don't do the real littles. They they by the time they get to me, they know what to do. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so yeah, I will yeah. uh,
1: we'll put that cabinet in there. I don't do the littles, yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. the the um I really do like the the capstan idea too. If they're young and and or or if they're going to be really naughty and you know they're going to be really naughty. Um,
0: yeah, I mean you, sure. you have uh, yeah we were talking about last uh, last tip about lunging was like not running them around in circles. Well. Um, you know, one way to do that is to, to put the canvas on and have some control over, um, you know, the, 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 bit, you know, the, the lunge line Attach the bit, you have zero control and, and no thoroughbred, you know, you're just going to be, it's, it's like, uh, a, a person with, with a kite on the end of a lead like this. It's not gonna, it's not gonna work. So right. you got, you got to have some control, some, some way to stop the horse if they're going, you know, too fast and, and. Mm-hmm you know, pulling on the bat is, is not the best way to do that. So.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. Which is, which is good. And then, uh, the next question was how to attach the side reins, right?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of different,
1: <laughs> it, depends. <laughs> yeah. it depends.
0: There's a lot yeah. of, you know, just like, just like riding, there, there's a lot of different ways to do this and not, none of them are wrong. No, uh, as long as mm-hmm. you sort of have a purpose. So, I'm not going to get into inside range shorter, outside range, because...
1: You can, right? Absolutely. You can. You can I, I, yeah, you I've you seen it.
0: Do it. I've, I've done it. And, you know, but I don't think that there's much purpose with attaching stuff to the bit and, and just, like, there is no blanket statement that's like, okay, the right. inside range
2: yeah. is X you can. amount
0: shorter mm-hmm. than the outside because, you Great. know, what the thinking there is, like bending the horse but you actually don't want to bend the horse on a circle the idea of of all of things is to give the horse the best chance to balance and so with their nose on the inside the shoulders is just going to go to the outside and, and and right and all those things you know so i, I
1: exactly don't. not not making a blanket statement i mean it without it's tip it's tricky right because it depends i will say i i ideally want them to be even like you were saying i yeah. i would i ideally want them either um and it,
0: and it yeah, I think that's the the, pur- the purpose of the sport of the sport is to be taking a very bendy object and making it straight so
1: but I've had very straight ones too that need to bend so you know yeah. <laughs> so yes it, it absolutely depends here on on what you're doing what your goal is um you know again we talked about it I don't I'm not sending the horses out there to lunge for three hours to to make them tired. Right. Again, my purpose is typically like at a horse show, just to take a little of the edge off in the morning at a horse show. I like to take my horses out and just let them move around. Right. Cause I just don't feel like hand walking with some of them does it right. I have a couple horses that need to move a little more, you know, so I'm, I'm really using it there as a purpose of just motion. So, um, you know, it depends. So no blanket statement from us on that for sure. I think we both feel pretty similar in that way. You know, what I don't want to see is horses absolutely cranked in the in the side reins. Obviously, I, yeah, I think we I mean, need to that,
0: say that. that yeah, the, the length of the side reins should be something that the horse is so not not so long that, that the horse will never get into the contact and not so short that the horse is forced, definitely not forced with his nose right. behind the vertical. So exactly something if the horse wants to stretch, they can find the bit.
1: I like to say it's like, you know, think when you watch the horse is that the frame you want them in when you ride or in the warm up frame? You know, what are you going for? If you're cranking them, that's not what you're doing.
2: Theoretically, it's, it's, uh, it's not a it's punishment, a, right? A punishment. Yeah.
1: yeah, we're trying to let them move a little. We have moved. These are moving animals and they need to move. And And it is a nice way to do that without, and especially if you have one on a cold morning or a stiff back or whatever. We're trying to let them warm up or get a kink out of their back or whatever they need to do. I think that's really important um, to do. So, again, that that's, I think, important. And then, um, you know, there's lots of lunging
0: um, systems. systems out there let's call yeah. them systems yeah you know, systems uh, v- Vienna rains triangle situation I mean again so a system
1: yeah uh, there we, there's a bungee system I mean there's lots of them out there and, and it is hard to do that here on the podcast right to to say one's good one's bad um well I, you know, I will
0: I will say that any anything that involves a an elastic section I would be very 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 not against using but yeah yeah i do want to say that against using because Mm -hmm. the the horse shouldn't learn that that the 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 contact is on an elastic so
2: yeah yeah
0: because it doesn't it just doesn't give so you know that 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 that's why like it gives but yeah it it doesn't replicate riding as far as yeah you know right
1: you want you want something that's going to replicate riding for sure yeah i mean that's what you know if you're you're teaching horses about contact right or or you're you're warming your horse up for contact um you know and again to me i i'm i'm i am using lunging for some level of contact so i don't love to see them just run around like screaming their heads off tail above their head you know uh with no contact and uh, that that couldn't be good for anybody that's not the point um so that is, what, that, that is a pet peeve, you know, and I think there's lots of stuff out there, with, and we've talked a little bit, and if you want to send us more questions, we'll keep chatting about it. I, it sounds like this is something I, I do think it's really worth talking about and spending some time on, um, because it, everybody sort of does it, and nobody does it well. <laughs> well, I'm not saying. Right.
0: It's really hard to do well, and it's really right. easy to screw up. Yes. So that's yes. why, yeah, I mean.
1: Yes and in, in take time i mean literally if yeah. you're listening to this and you're like you know i've never been taught to lunch please just ask your find, instructor yeah just,
0: find somebody who's uh yeah find, find somebody you, who's certified yeah. take you one lesson you. yeah the, yeah good This is a, uh, here's you know here's the do's and here's the do nots here's how to be safe fine you know that 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 might be all that you need but uh right right yeah a lot of these systems and, and whatever i'm not a big fan of uh, you Yeah. you know i'm bit of a, a yeah. traditionalist and, and whatever. And, well, and and as far as like, you know, what I'm doing with the babies now, teaching them to long line, there's yes. very good people, a lot of experts, well, not a lot in North America, but uh, there's lots of people who do it really well and can teach it really yeah. well. Yeah. that That's not really me or, you know, like I'm not confident enough that I can uh, teach someone else how to do it. You know, I, I get the basics down. Right for 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 the young horses, stop, go, turn left, turn right, and then and then that that's all I'm doing. So
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'd much rather you know apply the principles from their back because I am good at that, and and so you know, uh, as long as they can as long as they can you know stop and go, then that that's all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, with the long yeah, line. 'Cause I know how hard it is and how easy it is to get the horses screwed up. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, um, we hope this helps. We hope you enjoy our lunging seg- segments. Again, please keep keep the questions coming. We'll keep, we'll keep talking about it. That's what we like to do in the trainer tips. So we hope that helps. Well, again, we love email and Facebook shout-outs. Keep them coming. Uh and questions or any more questions on lunging. We'd be happy to answer them. So uh keep them coming. We love it. And don't forget our book club. Drum roll, we're going to be wrapping this one up. So get it from horseandriderbooks.com. The Sport Horse Problem Solver What Works, What Doesn't, and How to Make It Better by Eric Smiley. Great book. Love it. I've actually already finished it and ready to talk about it. So we hope you're going to grab it and we can enjoy it together. As always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our page at horseradionetwork.com. Search Dressage Radio Show. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com.
0: I think the best way to find me is probably through Facebook or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a good show. And if you'd like to support our show and the Horse Radio Network, you can do that through the auditor program found at horseradionetwork.com.
1: Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we will talk to you in a couple weeks.